Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Glee, aggressive, glee, glee, aggressive, glee, aggressive, glee, aggressive, glee. All right, hello everyone, and welcome back to another very special episode of Glee, aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky, and holy crap, today our guest is, I I keep on wanting to say infamous, but it's not like you're McCavity and I've broken every human law. You... Just made us a fan art, and we were super appreciative of it. And you were like, hey, if we, if you ever need a guest, I'm around. And we were like, fuck yeah. So, Hell we yeah. got artist, claim aficionado, self-proclaimed Darren Christan. It's Otto Zeman, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hello. I think that it counts as infamous because it was a pretty cursed quote. Um, I also have made more art since then. I made a Quinn dies in every timeline one. Um, and oh I'm working God. on a sweater watch one. Um, because you guys say stuff and I'm like, this would be hilarious. And it's not like I can like put it on Redbubble because I, mm. no offense, but I don't know if anybody would purchase a sticker that says Quinn dies in every timeline. Um, but Which it is, is a shame, really fun I- way to practice new techniques um, Excellent. Uh, like genuinely, it's it's. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> awesome. Queen does die in every timeline. And please, it's she just does. true. I I I I don't want to guarantee, but I can pretty much guarantee that you can take any dumb thing that we say and just try to and do what you do what you will with it. Uh, make merch for us because we've been threatening Amazing. merch for a while. As I, you know, so. I yeah, literally, if y'all ever have merch i think a sweater watch sweater would be so cute i'm literally planning on learning how to do like stitch like digital stitching um Mm. on procreate so that i can make it look like a sweater yeah a sweater a sweater that said sweater watch is objectively the funniest thing i can think of this was a good sweater episode too yes was yes oh and we know each other through julie regano which like we do small like cool small world and everything i was like Like, because i did a glee rewatch last year and julie was like have you listened to glee aggressive and i was like no um and they were like it's uh like my brother's friend's podcast and i was like okay um and then i like binged the entire thing (laughs) we appreciate you Um, yeah Listen. Oh, I'm also a New Paltz dropout. That was the th- thing that I was going to say to say. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot. Yes. Yeah. I went to New Paltz Thanks. for like one and a quarter years, and then I was like, I'm too mentally ill for this, and I dropped out. <laughs> and now I live in Philly, so. Nice. Nice. The New Paltz universe but, expands. Ian, you at least are a little infamous in the New Paltz theater scene, because I asked some friends who were in it, I was like, have you ever heard of Ian? Um, and they were like, I've yeah. heard the name, but I have not met him, and I was like, that's funny. Honestly, Ian, I'm really I'd love that for you because that makes sense to me. Honestly, yeah, same. Uh, I I I left I left a mark for at least a little bit, um, and you know what? If that's my dying legacy, could have been worse. Surely, I we've talked about this before. Surely, your photo is on the wall somewhere in that. Oh, that I can campus. confirm that. Well, and again, I think we've talked about it before because not only like did I was I heavily involved in our theater and music departments. 
and like was club president and everything. But my uncle also worked for the alumni office until like last year. So So you so like, you're a Nepo baby. <laughs> that boat baby. I'm 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 a legacy, I'm a Nepo baby, um, you know, you're a, a small a upstate Nepa school. Nepo baby. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Double Nepo baby. Um but yeah, so like because like whenever so like I had a little bit of like success early on in my acting career, and so my uncle was like, "Put him on the wall." I was never in the theater department because I wasn't like good enough at theater. Um, but yeah, everybody I was friends with was. In oh, it. so you? Yeah, that's that was my life. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I don't want to do what you well. do, but I do want to hang out with you and absorb yeah. your essence. Like, the struggle of a theater kid who's not talented enough to do the theater is hard. Yeah. But meanwhile, like, <laughs> but I mean, Otto, we only just met, but I can confidently say that Karina's one of the funniest people I've ever met, and, like, she doesn't even try. It's not like me I... that's, like, been through training, and I was like, no, how do I be funny? How do I make this an art? And Karina's just naturally gifted. I'm yeah, but funny I never in that... I'm autistic and therefore occasionally will just say stuff that people think is hilarious. And I'm like, yes, praise me. I didn't know what I was doing, but thank you. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, um, we should not talk about Yeah, for We sure. should, I guess, mention what episode this is. Yeah. Um, we are here to discuss season four, episode 15, uh, titled Girls, Parenthetical, and Boys on Film. Originally aired March seventh of twenty thirteen. We are very close to recording this exactly ten years after it aired. Jesus, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, that means um, I've been watching Glee for over a decade. Yes. <laughs> ah, welcome. Curse. That's the kind of that is. It is a curse, but you know, uh, that's how well, it goes. Um, uh, I assume this episode opens up with Ian in a flying rage, but. You know, I, mean, I, I started watching the episode. I'm like, oh, he must be mad already. Well, we do open, we do open with a glee cap. Um, it's a lot of people kissing. It's Emma leaving the wedding. Um, it's Santana moving in. And remember that Brody has some sort of mysterious, nefarious side hustle now. Spoiler alert, yes. or lack thereof, we still don't figure out what exactly it is, despite speculation in this episode. But yeah, I forgot they draw that out a lot. You yeah. are correct. Karina, like this, you are they're correct. like, we're gonna do this mystery, and then it's like the, the when they want to like draw stuff out, it has the worst payoff, and then they like cut stuff super short that makes no sense to cut short, and it's like, how yeah. did you also write American Horror Story, homie? Well, I mean, not that I would, but I could do another mysteries. podcast about that show alone because the highs are also high and the lows are where mm-hmm. are we? And like American Crime Story, also good. I don't understand him. Right. Ugh. And Ryan Murphy oh, hates them. Phenomenal. Like, what? <laughs> and Glee. And anyway. Glee. But, Karina, you're not completely inaccurate. We open up on the episode proper on Will and Emma in this, like, black and white, golden age Hollywood kind of song and dance number. I don't know what song it is. Um, it's You're All the World to Me. It was from the musical Royal Wedding. And it's uh, a Fred Astaire joint. Mm. I liked it. I thought it was cute. I yeah. I think that when Matthew Morrison is dancing and being a normal person, I think he's very talented, and that makes it worse that he sucks. <laughs> right. Um. It did have a little bit of the energy, I think, of um, 
why did we make Hugh Jackman Wolverine when all he wants to do is sing and dance? Because, like, Matthew Morrison <laughs> was so clearly just, like, so happy to be in his element here. He didn't have to do anything but be, like, the charming song and dance Link Larkin character that he yes. is. And, like, love seeing Emma, like, get to sing and dance as well. Super cute. Yeah. Like, very playful with um, them climbing, like, up and down, upside down walls and shit. Like, cute. Yes, this is, like, a direct recreation of this. Yeah. With Fred Astaire Makes doing sense. it. Cute. It was cute choreo. Um, it did immediately make me think how funny it would be if they had done Hairspray in this one. Because um, they yeah. like movie musicals, yeah. and it's like, you have Link Larkin right here. You have Right? And, yeah, again, like, an, we were, like, just talking about this on the last episode. Like, the the fact that in their universe, like, Hairspray already exists the way that Wicked exists. And therefore, like, Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenwith exist. So in this universe, because they've already done Hairspray numbers, Matthew Morrison as Link Larkin exists. Yes. Yeah. He's canon. Yeah. Also, like, Josh Groban exists, but also, like, Josh Groban has been on Broadway. Yeah. That's true. Uh, and will be again. Yeah. I might go see that. <laughs> the one thing about this is that, like, it kind of reminded me a little bit of La La Land. Not in a bad way. I actually love La La Land. <laughs> but in the way that, okay. like, imagine if this was Janelle Monet and John Legend doing this. Mm. Like, like how, like, just... I could see that. I feel like every song and dance number that is done by white people i imagine like what if janelle monet and john legend were doing this i'm like that would be so fucking cool (laughs) yeah it did also remind me of the gotta dance sequence from singing in the rain which is one of my like favorite movie musical sequences and it was all a dream and we know that it's going to be significant because glee the title card is a silent movie kind of thing yes (laughs) and if if that wasn't clear enough the next shot is will writing on the whiteboard in big letters movies so yeah. We know for sure the theme of this one. Right. I love when they change up the title card. Yeah. Two in a row. Two in a row. Oh, yeah. Because last episode it was pink because of love. Exactly. And I found it super funny that he was like, this week's theme is movies because they provide comfort and escape. And in your case, students, it's like when you're studying for a test or preparing for regionals. Sometimes you just gotta escape, and I'm like, you have done zero preparing for regionals. You are fresh off of a runaway bride situation, and still the word regionals has only come out of your mouth when you're like, let's not prepare for it. They got time. Do they? He really did the, like, like, oh, it's the last day of the school year, let's watch, like, Bill Nye. (laughs) But, like, the the Glee Club version. Right. We're gonna watch Field of Dreams today. Oh, my God. (laughs) My Spanish classes was Napoleon Dynamite. Absolutely Yeah, because we watched Happy Feet in Spanish, but they made us watch it in Spanish. We, we watched so it in French. We watched it in, like, specifically in, in French. Feet? We watched that m- movie about uh, where they, the the um, Christmas Eve in World War One, where the Germans and the Americans and the French all played football together. Soft, soccer? Sports. I have Never once heard about, you know, sports movies aren't exactly in my... Yeah, it's, it's not our wheelhouse, It's like a war sports foreign language movie. That cool. sounds, frankly, like it was made for a high school to It was a hangover day, on. yeah. Um, yeah. And so they're talking about, like, oh, we're going to do movie musical numbers. And probably my favorite line this whole episode is when Kitty basically points at Marley and goes, you don't get dibs on Les Miserables because you look like the movie poster. And I... <laughs> 
cackled. One, because it's so true. <laughs> Two, yeah. because Marley would actually do a great I Dreamed a Dream or Castle yeah. on a Cloud or even she on would. my own. She would be great at that. But Just shave her little golly. head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bet she knows what I could play a good Fontaine. Right? Um, Definitely. She's got the, the this... like adult waif vibe. Yeah. Yes. She's very waify. Yeah. Wait. She just looks She's like a she could float through a breeze. Uh, this episode is what I was like, wow, a lot of people were missing from last episode because, right. like, Unique is here. Uh, here's my beef. They have Alex Newell, a very talented person, and even in this episode where they're featured kind of heavily, there's still no plot. They literally just bring Alex Newell, have them sing a song, and that's it. Yeah. They're, they're doing nothing. They Justice say three sassy unique. lines. Yeah. And for Alex Newell. 100%. <laughs> Unique says something sassy that you're like, oh, okay. And then she sings. And then that's basically all we're getting of her at this moment. And on top of that, not only is, oh, hey, Unique is back. Hey, Kitty's back. Hey, Joe's back. Hey, Sugar's back? Yeah, Sugar's here today. She came to school today. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it must be nice to have that kind of money. I was going to say, yeah, she's probably like, jet setting. <laughs> right. Um, we get a Nick Cage, uh, bees, why the bees, uh, reference. Great. Thank you, Sam, for your contribution. Yes. And it is going to be, um, it's going to be a boys versus girls, and it's also mashup. And it's also about it's, the language of cinema. And also, Artie's directing a micro-budget movie. So there's a lot It's so of, many things. Yeah. They really said, we are more than halfway through this season, and we haven't done mashups or boys versus girls, so we got to nail that one down now. immediately. Right. I want to I wanna know how many dollars a micro-budget is, considering they're always complaining about not having money but spend so much money on, like, nonsense. It's like, so do you mean, like, $5 or, like, $5,000? I think, like, the, the law is literally... Not the law. Like, the, the SAG rules are literally, like, under 5000 or, like, under 25000 is micro-budget or something, or even maybe under 10000 I was looking it mm. up a couple years ago, but I forget. Um... <laughs> It's I'm like actually looking up a micro budget film. I mean, that how do you think I get yeah, my content fair. made? Um, That's fair. Anyway, um, Finn takes Shu out into the hallway, and he's like, "I'm worried about you, man. Um, what's what's up?" And Will's like, "I gotta take a step back. Um, I gotta give her space. And movies are calming me down. She's hurt, but so am I." Um, there's a lot of touching each other's shoulders here. It's weird. Um, you know what the problem is? What is? Well, there's several, but one of the problems is that Cory Monteith, bless him, did not look like a teenager. And when he was playing a student, they dressed him like a student, so he at least was like, okay, you look distinct from your uh, your teacher. But now that they're putting him in basically Will-like outfits, they look <laughs> so much like peers. If not, like, in this, Cory Monteith is so much taller than Matthew Morrison, he looked like an adult consoling a small child. <laughs> I just googled it. Cory Monteith was 31 when this episode came out. Yes! He, he was a full There's adult. There's hope for so, me, ladies and gents. Morrison, There's hope for me. And Matthew Morrison is 44 now, which means he was like 34. Right! Yeah, they're not that far apart in age. and it, But before, they were able to fake it, but now, when he's like in the tie and the dressing like an adult, it really breaks the illusion that one of these people is supposed to be 19. 18, yeah. Oh. And Finn is all She's like, "So tall." He is so tall, and Finn is like, "You gotta take action." Anyway, 
Um, we get Finn and Sue. Um, we learn that Emma's cashed out all her vacation days. Um, she assumes that she's, quote, checked into some ginger asylum. What? Um, you know. And even if she didn't know about title. the whereabouts, she wouldn't share them with you. I right. loved I loved her rant in that one. Like, the, the like, um, the special needs <laughs> baby hating part, I was specifically, like, damn. Um, and I like that it also, like, smash cuts at the end of that. That implies that the rant went on for quite a while, and... And then Finn is recounting it later, being like, Chef's nope, but nothing bad happened. Artie, I'm totally normal. Why he's bringing Artie into this plot? He's like, oh, I need Finn you to help me. Finn has been leaning on Artie for a lot this season. Well, and that's because one of them has sense. Yeah, and well, like, when that's we spin the nice Artie wheel, yeah. Yeah. What a weird uh, I did position like the to be in. Part, yeah. I liked the part where Artie, uh, this is just, it was like, uh, he lifts his leg up to cross it over his yes. other leg, and like I was like, always salty that Kevin McHale can walk and play. Like, is not an, a yes. wheelchair user, but like this was like as a disabled person and with like a lot of disabled peers. Like that was that was very a good detail. Yeah, there was a lot of good. Yeah. Like, Artie is disabled, but we're like including him in an effective way in this episode, and I really liked that. Who directed this episode? I can tell you. Uh, Ian Brennan. He typically it's, does episodes we he like. He typically does good jobs. Yeah. Um, Finn works the Ain't Nobody Got Time for That into this episode. Yeah. Which, hey, remember 2013? That was a phrase. That that meme was... I, I looked it up. It was a year old by the time the episode came out. Yeah, right. that sounds about right. So it was right. probably pretty fresh when they wrote it. Yeah. Like, thank god they didn't get their hands on tiktok like if they're like, that's exactly it yeah even when memes had uh, a longer life it was taking them a year to reference them like yeah. bad they if glee was doing like tiktok things now they would just now be doing the renegade dance True. Oh like, and like and like i mean not not to their credit but like of course like these things get written a year prior and yes. like they go through so many edits and like approvals from especially from like a fox kind of thing where that's a major corporation like I get, yeah. like, yeah, I get the delay, but also, like, could you imagine, like, it would just read so cringe. Anyway. In five years, hearing right. someone reference the It's Corn song. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Yeah. <laughs> there was a point, like, so, uh, Artie's solution is, like, we gotta find, we gotta go directly to the source, we gotta talk to her parents, and Finn's like, this is great, and Artie's like, I'm doing all the work here, um, which I appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blaine and Britt, uh, approach everybody in the hallway to propose, hey, what if we start by doing a group number as a warm-up, and then we can go into our battle? And they all propose random numbers, and Blaine's like, no, I got the perfect one. Shout. And honestly, this was the high point of the episode for me. Hundredth, uh, hundredth, hundredth song. Five hundredth. Wow. Five hundredth. Thank that, you. Yes, that wow. was the one I... The, this was their five hundredth number. And what a number of... Shout! Also, seems this, appropriate. This episode made me watch want to watch Animal, Animal House so bad when I was a little kid, 14. Um, and I still have not seen Animal House. I don't know what I it's about. I have also not seen Animal House. I I've didn't even know Chat was from Animal House, despite having watched th this episode before. Same. That fact goes away. I assume Shout was born at weddings and that is the only place it lives. <laughs> and some bar mitzvahs, sure. Um, yeah, that's but, fair, of course. But I love this number. Like, we, we give them a lot of shit for, like, doing random flash mob kinds of numbers, like, in the middle of the cafeteria, in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. But this one fucking worked. I mean, like, 
Blame. That's because Shout is the ultimate, like, party dance. If you're going to perform any song kind of in a flash mob style, Shout makes sense. Because everyone's like, yes. oh, I know what we're doing here. Right. And it wasn't, like, super choreographed, too. I love when they do ones right. where you can see them dancing and it's, like, they're in character, but it is also the actors just having a good time. Like, oh, yeah. that. that's what, like made that this like people just like spinning around on the floor and stuff it's like yeah you're you're just so vibing. much fun yeah um and like and they get like a lot of people to join them too like yeah. it's not just the glee club people love yeah. shout is what we're learning i also just props to whoever like put all this together for they go into the library and then like that's when they do their little bit softer nows and then as they're like leaving the library they go to the cafeteria and now they do a little bit louder nows like so like so well done so like perfectly executed blaine has charisma out the wazoo plus yeah, Brittany, like leading all this dancing his best fucking it life. is Truly. this is who he is he does his like, little like yes. twirly boy like dancey he's moves. He's a little twirly boy. He is a little twirly boy. I relate. He does. <laughs> he has a very specific twirl that he does pretty often. Where like he he I know this is a, an audio medium, but he like t- twists his head so he's facing the same way, and it's very mm. he does it in so many things. Also, the poor librarian. Um, double she's also they zo- like cut to like just Britney's ass as they were like army crawling out of the library. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, why? What's going on here? Just that. Um, I do like the growth that they go into the cafeteria and sing and dance, and people are excited and not mad at them like they were. Like, this is right. growth. These are national champions now. Yeah. They're like, okay. This is not, um, we got the they beat also anymore. Do that, like, they do that run that I don't know how to describe when, like, they're leaning back and, like, kicking their little feet out. Yeah. yeah. That was It feels like a run awesome. that they would do in Greece. I don't know yeah. if that's something mm. that happens in Greece, but it has that vibe. It's, it's very, um, like, musical theater- it's like very exaggerated, but like, but like, good. I have a lot of opinions about Unique's costuming as like someone with a bigger <sighs> chest, and also like a trans person, and also like, I have a lot of thoughts. Unique's shirt uh, in the library with the like ruffles um, on the neckline, yeah. where it's like I used to have like a bunch of those like in like the twenty mid early twenty tens. If you had a big chest, those shirts were all the rage. So like, props to the costuming department. Um, but reverse props to fat phobia. Yes. Yes. Like, it's accurate, but still rude. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I would be remiss to say if I didn't mention that uh, I've watched Ian dance to shout many a times. Um, Yo. <laughs> and his signature move is when it gets to a little bit softer now is to bend his body back down till he's laying on the floor. That's um, okay. Shout out to our friend Jolisa Jones, because she did that at a mutual friend's wedding. And, like, of course, like, <laughs> we were, like, four kinds of drunk, but that was her way of doing a little softer now, where she just flopped onto the floor, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my young life, and so our, another friend of ours, Brittany Pieri, and I were like, no, this is our thing now. We are, with your permission, Jolisa, we are going to do this every opportunity we get, and so we and do. And did. Um, <laughs> I yeah. love and that. There's a photo of me from Jenna Kate's wedding, like, on the floor on yes. my back like legs akimbo like it's bonkers um yes. but also speaking of all this the one thing we were missing was unique like riffing over top of this because that would have just yes. added that one little extra flavor mm. to like bring it home i think yeah anyway also invite just me to your Brittany wedding and blaine Brittany and blaine being just like what pals. good combo yes so good cute. Combo that we just don't get enough like, of that the part where Brittany like push it like like 
lightly shoves Artie. I was like, that's hilarious. Like, that's how you... Also, like, that's how you interact with someone in a wheelchair in the way that, like, you would with your friends. Because, like, I would mm-hmm. totally push a non-wheelchair user friend for being a smartass. I'd be like, get out of here. Strong start, guys. It is. But then we have to go to New York. Then we have to go to New York with Santana's Ooh. internal monologue. It's They're all snowed in with a bunch of theater nerds, and it sucks. I get that. <laughs> so, Adam Adam's apple is still here. Um, yes. Which we learned he's from Essex. That's neat. Um... Santana almost spills the beans about Kurt and Blaine. Um, Rachel... It's not even like almost. Like she does basically. Right. She's not like trying to tiptoe around it. She's trying to stir that pot. Right. This has a lot of Brody roasting here, which I love. Um, oh, also, like I think this is well. In this case, this is the second episode recording after they announced the closure of Funny Girl. Um, and to that I say, um, well, so no. To that I say, get Julie Benko a starring vehicle. Um, Anyway, yeah. there's a lot of Brody roasting here. Um, I like that they're like, hey, where's Rachel? And Santana's like, maybe giving that living mannequin a bikini wax. Perfect line. Um, I'm trying to like keep my track of the various Brody roasts in the episode because the only one that I can remember is when she was like, yeah, he's weird. He told me I'm not a real New Yorker until I get a makeover. Way to, okay, way to bring that back. One point for the callback. Which was perfect because I'm like, this is like meta um because we said that like why would brody like what is this weird thing to say it's it's glee poking fun at themselves in a little bit of a way that i appreciate um so that's that was my main takeaway from santana being like who is this not he's not a real person he's just a a weird caricature Oh, oh and they're like talking about movies to watch which like like knocked up another one and then she's having my baby which was so funny because one like of course it's a, a direct reference to the right, fact that Santana's. Rachel yeah Rachel Michelle ju- Rachel Michelle yes um just took yes. a pregnancy test <laughs> um and so and then that's punctuated by Kurt going oh but you always cry at the end when Liz McGovern has the baby like just like that so good you don't watch he's having my baby I literally you always wrote... cry at the end when she has the baby I literally wrote Oscar to Chris Culver for that yes. that line that line reading was <laughs> perfection. Yeah. And uh, man, and of course, it's me. So I'm gonna bring it all the way back to Kate Bush, which I'm so okay. glad they didn't do this woman's work because that is the song from "She's Having a Baby." Other than "She's Having a Baby," which Finn did in season one. Yeah, we can't do that again. We've already done that. No. Um, yeah, that was way back in season one. Wow, Finn needs to stop thinking that he's gotten people pregnant. Anyway, they decide on Moulin Rouge. Classic. Um, I have a three foot by, like, four foot Moulin Rouge poster in the background there, right now. There it nice. is. There they are. Um, it lives there. Um, <laughs> and speaking of which, we come back from our commercial break to Come What May, sung by Clayn themselves. Um, I have I have notes. Take it away. I would love um, to hear them. There, so one, there's, and I'll send you guys this photo if you want. Um, I did a Glee rewatch from 2021 into 2022. It took almost exactly a year. Um, there was a photo of me from the day we watched this episode, like laying face down on the floor during this song because I just could not, I couldn't deal with, I was just so full of emotion. Um, okay, so... I remember, because I was really into the Glee fandom, like, on Tumblr and, and like, freaking fanfiction.net. 
when this came out and I remember like the promo shots coming out and especially right after the I do episode where they hooked up everybody was like oh my god are they like gonna get back together that like finally um as we know it they haven't um but Mm -hmm. like the um like everybody was losing their mind and um I was uh like I like it always makes me also reminisce about how important like Klain is as a like thing in culture just yeah. from like like it was the yeah. first queer teen kiss on like whatever major ca- type of TV yeah. yeah and like you know as a young queer teen I was so like it it meant so much to me that like you know they had all of these sweet romantic moments like that especially like the flashbacks in that one it was like so moving and also like so like oh like even these kids from Ohio can like have this beautiful love like even if they're broken up like it was it was beautiful like genuinely and I remember like I've cried I literally listened to the song on my like speed walk home from being screwed over by SEPTA um not a good speed walking song but like got me in the no, got me but... in the right headspace also um Karina you you will know what I mean Ian will not I want to know if their bow ties were foreshadowing I would I forgot mm. to check but they might have been um also the lighting was very weird <laughs> their lips were it I don't know if it was on TV but the lips were really pink um, but no, yeah, I, I have it up on my screen now. They're very pink. Fascinating. Yeah. It was very, yeah, we, very weird. But yeah, we were I talking remember about this last episode because, um, and the I do it has them like hooking up in the car and that being something that like right and Fox, hooking up Fox shows that yeah, like it is. There, Fox is willing to show that, and people could see that back in 2013. It's like this yeah. is a normal thing that young queer people can see and that's great yeah i was please like false this is a pretty good yeah. thing that they're doing i was so emotionally like attached to it that after the the bros being bros line in the mm-hmm. uh, i do um i had a person that i carpooled with to uh i did synchronized swimming and we carpooled and they would say that line to get me riled up because i was so <laughs> like <laughs> upset yes this beautiful queer love is happening but also i was like you know 14 and pissed that they weren't back together yet right yeah that's fair they shouldn't be at this point right um the amount of patience you have to take for this also like the reveal that it is kurt like imagining this and yeah. not Blaine. oh yeah you love you love to see it right also, the, right like, in the heart the like sung at the wedding line i have i have feelings about that I just wish this song had, like, a little bit more, like, theater kid energy. Like, I feel like they played it very real, which is cool. Mm -hmm. But, like, I kind of, especially because, like you said, Karina, it's Kurt's inner fantasy kind of thing. Like, I wanted, like, over the, I wanted them, like, running along the rooftop, like, in that piece of shit movie, Greatest Showman, where they're all just, like, like, to king of the world, Jack, whatever. Like, I wanted that energy. And, like, it's fine that they didn't, whatever. But that's the only thing, like... Anyway, also, it's also. Moulin Rouge of all it's the Moulin shows Rouge. to just go yeah. ham. Like that show is an acid trip of a musical. Yes, like go go crazy, 
give me a giant elephant. On that I know that's note, a different it's... song, but give me an elephant. Right. Kurt oh. would want an elephant. Exactly. Also, I'm afraid to think of what Pasek and Paul would do to Clean. <laughs> no. But what I will say is I am mildly surprised Darren Chris has not been in Moulin Rouge on Broadway yet because I think he would legitimately do an excellent job with it. He's busy. Um, yeah, and so we're out of this fantasy, and of course Santana's, they're like, hey, why are you crying, Kurt? And Kurt's like, no, it's, I'm not crying, it's just my contacts. And Rachel's like, since where do you wear, when do you wear contacts? And he's like, well, I learned I have a slight astigmatism. Thank you. Again, perfect line, perfect line reading. And Ra- yes. Santana's like, oh, well, I thought it was because this was the song that you and Blaine were going to sing at your wedding. Um, you said it was a more intimate act than sex. And everyone's like, <laughs> it's like Santana, you can read. Read the room. She is reading the room, and she's doing it on purpose. Exactly. Santana is exactly. into, like, I am going to cause problems on purpose. Right. That's I true. I love yeah. her for that. Yeah. Um, she's been snowed in for over 24 hours with theater kids. I get it. Um, yeah. It was over 48, and the timeline of this, I have qualms with. When did, how, how long were they, had they lost power? Why were their vegetables still good if their power had been out for, like, 48 hours? That's true. But they had yeah. only watched, like half of Moulin Rouge and then just gave up? Just gave up. I feel like New York's infrastructure is set up that they don't need to be snowed in for, like, it had to be, you have to be snowing so much. That, like, even the bodega workers are not, are not able to, like, go downstairs or whatever. Right? Like, it takes a lot for New York to just fully shut down. Yes. And then Santana has something to say. Brody's a psycho, which, you know what? Okay. Sure. No no arguments yeah. here, Santana. This, yeah, this was where Brody's like, yeah, you're not a real New Yorker unless you got your phone. Yes, makeover. this, it was here. And I'm, like, yeah. and I'm like, isn't this motherfucker from Indiana or something? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and that's San- how he knows. He wasn't a real New Yorker until he got his first makeover. Fine. The coughing up blood, if I have to watch Satine cough up blood into a handkerchief, um, I hadn't seen Moulin Rouge when I saw this, but I was obsessed with that line. And the first time I watched Moulin Rouge on VHS with my dad, um, I like posted on my like Snapchat story with that caption. Um, <laughs> Valid. Iconic. <laughs> so what if he's completely hairless and made out of plastic? Um, just really, f- again, great roasts here. Um, calls him Lars and the real boy. Um, but <laughs> What a reference, by the way. Very like... specific. I, I respect it. Yes. I saw that movie in theaters. Nice. Confusingly. <laughs> I watched like um, half of that movie and was like, I can't do this. Oh no. I saw it in fair. It, but but uh, we learn here that she's gone through literally every cabinet and drawer in the apartment and has found uh, $1,200 cash in Brody's drawers, which is an unacceptable and thing to And a pager. How did in- she do that? How did she not get caught? Right? Like, they've all been home together. Right. Is she doing it in the dead of night? They have no walls. Like Yeah, like, where are... And where? she was dumping out silverware. That's not a quiet act. <laughs> right. We cut to silverware, like, being thrown around. Like Yes. Um, And again, she says, like, if I were made of plastic, I'd be afraid of things, too. Open flames, barbecues. The right kind of unhinged. Like, again. Yes. One point to this episode. Um, and this is where we get that because she found the pager... The uh, hypothesis is that Brody is a drug dealer. Yes. Because only drug I dealers carry like pagers in the year of our Lord 2013. That's, that's honestly probably true. I feel yeah. like even by then, maybe we had moved on to burner phones. Maybe, mm. yeah. But we uh, cut to Artie and Finn uh, in ginger wigs. 
Yes. Tricking Emma's parents into helping them. Ginger's There's a, a whole... Yes. Smell like pennies? Yes. I... <laughs> bad. Bad line. Bad right. joke. Yeah. Every time they bring up the ginger thing, I'm like, imagine if Glee was competent and actually talked about, like, the anti-Semitism behind that. But no, you're going to make a joke about us smelling, about them smelling like pennies, which is yes. worse. Yep. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, God. Ugh. I do appreciate that they are meta about, like, what do you mean you need help with college? We know here that the kids aren't going to college. Uh, they're not deciding on college until a week before. You should be thinking about that in junior year. Very yeah, funny. Yeah, like, there's also the line of Artie's writing his college essay, and his mom is like, I feel like if you're going to try to get into college, you should leave with the wheelchair. Right. <laughs> the hair. She's Which, right. Like, yeah. she's right. Us yeah. Has not exploited their trauma for a college essay. Mm hmm. That's what they're there for. Right. I assume this is why College this is like, why you traumatize right. your kids so that they Who's get into the a good problems? school. <laughs> uh-huh. You gotta get like it starts with the preschool, <laughs> and then true. you just slowly like you know like when you microdose poison like you like you just gradually traumatize them into getting into Harvard or whatever. Yeah. But enough about our lives. Um, and. and <laughs> They're just like, we just need to know where she is. Like, you know, for a college recommendation letter. So they write her address down on a notepad. Fine. Um, it was very dramatic. It was. Yeah, they handed it over like it was a hostage situation. Which I, yeah. right? Like, that's kind of what it felt like they were going for, which is an interesting artistic choice. And we cut back to New York, um, which is where I had the image, like, imagine Naya Rivera as Satine. I could see that for her. Anyway, so we learned that Brody is stuck at his friend's house in Manhattan. Um, Rachel is cooking, uh, but Kurt is now with Just, Santana on the whole uh, hypothesis. Um, we think Brody's a drug dealer. Sure. I mean, that's that, fair. First of all, who's able to move at the drop of a hat into a new apartment? Like, is mm. he breaking a lease? Is he suddenly, how much rent is he paying? Like, he has... I got a suspicious money situation happening. If they're not making Santana pay rent, I doubt they're making Brody pay rent. I oh. think that Kurt, that was like Rachel would like attack Kurt if he tried to be like, hey, can your naked boyfriend maybe pay rent? Um, also, bad Kurt agree. hat. Bad Kurt hat in the scene. I don't like bad it. Bad Kurt hat, yes. Um, I don't know why however, they keep trying to make that happen. Yeah. Santana, the Santana doing the, like, pretending to do coke thing is one of my favorite, like, Santana moments in the entire show. Just the Very way she good. does it is so funny. Uh, Naya Rivera being, a, like, a regular on this show again really, like, is a gift to yes. us all. And then we cut right into a pretty wild, awesome mashup of Highway to the Danger Zone with old-time rock and roll. Um, because an ode of, to Tom Cruise. An ode to Tom Cruise. You know, the founder of, like, cinematic machismo. I want to know how they got away with no pants. That. Yes. I had the same thought. You can't do that in school. Right. You can't like, just have no pants in school. At least I'm you, glad like, that Sam shorts. is growing his hair out, though. Yes. Long-haired, Long-haired Sam, Sam my is. beloved. And, like, again, and this was led by Sam and Blaine, yeah, like a duo that like a we're good getting combo. Good combo. We're getting their like bromance happening. We're getting this like song. Like this could totally work for a competition number. 
like yes, top it'd to have toe. more pants during that, but it right. absolutely would. Like, uh, so I good. Tights. Now you're thinking, Otto. <laughs> I also really liked the the wheelchair prop work in this one. Like every yes, every episode yes. or every song Artie was in. They did so good with his choreo in this episode. Totally. Like the move where they like tilt him to the side and yes. like spin his wheel around. Was, I was oh, like, yeah. 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 And oh. where they like when they were all laying on their backs and they like had him at the edge and they had like leaned him back up against the platform. Yes. Yep. They like, really this this number they really worked with the wheelchair instead of against it. Yes. Yeah. So good. Love this. You know, two in a row. Good for the or I well that's the third number okay yeah well two out of three ain't bad and like I mean, that third is i mean at least in my book right and like that third yeah. one is even like good enough in my book this was a good mashup this, this is, is two mashup. songs that really mash up well together in a way that i'm like glee you did it right this one yeah. surprisingly worked and then as the girls are getting ready kitty apologizes and again audio medium so i'm giving pretty big air quotes here I don't understand. They were just like, we need to have Kitty say something, I guess. She apologizes for being like, I've been really mean to you, but now we're both dating Puckerman, so we'll be sisters in law. Yeah. And Marley's like, good enough. Here's what happened. Ryder kissed me, and I was fine with it. And I don't know why Marley keeps like being willing to trust Kitty, who literally just to her face said, I'm a shitty person. <laughs> There are so many other, like, girls in this club that we know are better people. Like, yeah. Like, the friend Sugar, maybe. Right? And then, you Sugar know what, the friend Sugar, and then you don't have to worry about paying for stuff because we know that Sugar is willing to just yeah. give money away for fun. Right. And we know or Sugar's only there you're... a quarter of the time. Yeah. Marley <laughs> is pretty, like, close to unique, it seems. Like, yeah. they were willing to join the club together. Why is Marley never confiding in Unique about things like this? Now I'm mad. <laughs> that. Sorry. <laughs> we solved it. <laughs> so what Kitty's advice on all of this is, boys suck and they're like coal because they get hot when they're rubbed. And some of them turn into, turn into diamonds. So collect as many as you can, girlfriend. And I'm like, what the fuck? What does that imagine, mean? <laughs> imagine if Glee had polyamory. I think about and that it's sometimes. Like, and it's like they, they never even tried. And I think the closest they got was the last episode where Rachel's like, yeah, we're like kind of together, but like we have this like really cool progressive open relationship. And she even comes back to New York and is like, yeah, I kissed another dude, but we're cool, right? And he's like, yup. Like, I thought this was going to be the start of like a polyamory progressive arc. And no, it's just Glee being Glee. Rachel is the worst candidate in the entirety of Glee for non-monogamy. If I was in, like, a non-monogamous space and I ran into someone like Rachel, um, I would leave. <laughs> I'd be like, like, this is not a safe situation for yeah. me. Goodbye. <laughs> Valid. You're correct. <laughs> and so the, uh, the ladies do their song, which is Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, kind of mashed up with Material Girl. Okay, am I crazy? Do they just really sing one line from Material Girl and no other part of it? Or one do line. I not know the words to Material Girl? Nope, one line. Do you guys think this was a Smash reference? Ooh. I did. I, I was thinking about that because Smash had just come out the year before, right? Like yeah. that was the first season was 2012? Um, yeah. So I, they're trying to come for, come for Smash then? When I was doing synchronized swimming, one of the teams did a, a Smash, like, m mashup. Uh, for their songs, 
Uh, also, one time, uh, there was a Glee mashup. One of the teams did a Glee mashup. You mean a smash up? culture at the time. Yes, a smash up. Mm. I literally have that in my notes, but... Um... <laughs> Good. Um, uh. What do we think of this number? I think it would have been cool, better if it was an actual mashup. And Agreed. not yeah. just them singing Diamonds Are Girls' Best Friend. Agreed. Once again, justice for unique costuming-wise. Yes, I know. Why We we got to do better as a society. Right. There was, like, one moment where Sugar just started dancing out of nowhere. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with anything else, but I like it. It's funny. Give her her moment. Yeah. Um, the part where, like, yeah, Marley, like, like, yells. I was like, this is weird. Yes. Uh, yeah, they changed that line, like, uh, help you at the automat to help you uh, with, help you feed your meow pussycat. And worse. Worse. Hornier. <laughs> For no reason. Yeah. Somehow yeah. hornier. Um, yeah, I thought this was a lame mashup, but a fine cover of Diamonds Are Girls' Best Friend. Yeah. Yeah. I liked agreed. the the fan dancing. I yeah, good fan cool. work. Good Fans costumes. Cool. Um, they could have just done we, so much more with it. One yeah. in one line does not a mashup make. Yes. The boys put their whole glissies into it, and the girls yes! did not. And <laughs> frankly, that's a shame. They put, they put one pussycat line into it, and they were like, good enough. <laughs> That's enough. One pussy per show. Um, <laughs> but everyone seems to be very impressed with them. This is right. like clapping. Yeah, like, uh, Finn and Will are like, That's how you do it! And we're like, is No. It? Um, but anyway, we cut to Kurt practicing in the dance, in the dance studio, studio. And Adam's apple appears. Um... He, Kurt is like, I'm just practicing my pirouettes. Uh, fun fact, he is not. He is practicing attitude turns, which I get. That is harder. Um, he's like, yeah, Newsies is full of them. And I'm like, that is correct, Kurt. That part you got great. Um, He'd be a good Newsie. He would. He would. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, now I'm imagining, like, like Darren, Chris, or Blaine as um, Jack Kelly, um, mm-hmm. Kurt, slash Chris Colfer as Davey. Uh, that mm. would be cool. Um, and they could have uh, fucking uh, Jake to dance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. Um, Br- Brittany in a hat. Right. <laughs> Is it too low hanging to put Artie as crutchy in this? I didn't want to say it. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, but it's but it had to be said because it's like if who else? If it was else? 2013, that's what we would be doing. We wouldn't do it now. Right. Hopefully. Right. I don't know how they cast Crutchy on Broadway. I don't know. In Ride the Cyclone, they literally wrote it so that the character who uses forearm crutches no longer had to use forearm crutches because magic or something. Um, so, no, we're oh. still doing that. Um, Adam brings up Blaine. Um, yeah. In the way that, like, you used to sing with him, didn't you? Like, yeah, obviously they were in show choir together. Right. Duh, Adam <laughs> and your apples. Idiot. My... So, my sister... Um, was about Kurt's age when I was about Adam's age. And I, like, watched her go through a breakup. And I'm sitting here, like, at 23 being like, if you are going to date someone fresh out of high school, fresh off their first post-high school breakup, like, you cannot expect them to get over it that fast. And I know it's glee, but it's also, like, like, Kurt is painted as, like, being, like, dramatic and hung up on the past for still being into um clean but i did the math and they've only been broken up for like six months and they were together for a year and a half which is forever when you're a high schooler they went to two proms mm-hmm. together i don't like adam yeah. <laughs> no and the fact that he's 45 is weird that <laughs> yeah. he's here at all 
Yes, I couldn't find. I tried. Can't find the actor's age anywhere on no. the internet. Very. He's weird. like a ghost. He doesn't. I tried looking <laughs> it up. Yeah, too, because he's he so old. Exist. He's dead in this. He is a ghost <laughs> dating a real boy. I'm sure he's I did also like, like 35, but right. <laughs> it's not a sweater, but I do like Kurt's hoodie in this. I remember being mm-hmm. very into it when it first came out. I was yes. like, "Ooh, what a good hoodie!" And I'm still like, "Ooh, that's a good hoodie." It is. Besides the hat, there's, there's a lot of good winter wear in the New York scenes yeah. uh, all around. Rachel right. also wears this really good, like, s- sweater vest, but not. It's more like a sweater just that happens to be missing sleeves. Like a poncho <laughs> kind of thing. Kind um, of, but it is a vest. Um, sure. Everyone looks good. Yeah. And, um, good costuming this episode, mostly. Yeah. And Adam's like, uh, do you still love him? Am I a rebound? Because I can't compete with the fantasy, Kurt. And it's like, kind of, like, slow your roll there, girl. Um, And it's like, do I want to be over him? And Adam's like, I have an idea. To fix this, um, let's go to the movies right now, find the sappiest love story we can, and that will be our movie. And Kurt's like, okay. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I don't like that. Yeah. No. It's it's a bit much. You're asking a lot of this this guy, Adam. Like, (laughs) fortunately, this is his last Um, episode, so... Yep. Oh, for real? So if you were, if you yeah, were invested I just, in that relationship. I just well, looked it up to see how long they had, what, like, when he showed up, and this is just his last episode. And also, he's known Kurt two months at this point. You, like, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, Finn found her. Emma's with her sister. Yay. Since when does she have a Yay. sister? She wasn't at the wedding. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> She might have been, because I'm pretty sure Tony Award winner Ali Stroker was her niece. Oh, you're right. So, then how old it is would the make sister? sense. Niece age? How I don't know. Because okay. Ali Stroker is, like, in the show, Ali Stroker is the same age as... Roughly like, around the same Artie. age as Artie. Yeah. 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 Could be slightly older. Right. Or slightly younger. Anyway, Finn doesn't know shit, but he knows what the third act of the movie is. Because he's like, you gotta do, act like the third act of a movie and go get her in some grand romantic gesture, and she'll take you back. That's just the way it works. That's how movies work. That's Correct. how movies work. Listen, Maybe... sometimes, sometimes you're 19 and you view things exclusively through the lens of media, um, but also fuck grand romantic gestures. Yes, that's true. Uh, we cut to sad Emma, uh, dressed like <laughs> Kira Knightley in Pride and Prejudice. Is, is she? I, d- I mean, like, because she looks out the window, I'm like, she's wearing a full, like... It's probably like a oh, ninety or something. Like a 90. Yeah. But it looks like it just looks like Victorian or whatever. And um we get Will outside in this like say anything kind of grand gesture with the boom box. Uh, so here's the fun fact. I've been aware of say anything forever, right? Like everyone knows that. If you had been like, Karina, what song is playing out of the boom box during Say Anything? I would have been like, I got nothing. No ideas. <laughs> no ideas. Is this the song that they sing? Is it? Ah, I don't I know don't because even... because like my Mandela effect, if you can call it that, is combining that with Breakfast Club. Because wh- I imagine nah. when he lifts that up, it's "Don't You Forget About Me," which is not the same thing. Different movie, different situation. Yeah, but that's all I can hear when I see like just that moment repeated. Um, I'm googling it. I was gonna say someone's googling it right now. Yeah, um, um, it is in your eyes. So they did do the sense. right song. There's a lot I mean, of songs in this movie. Um, here's the thing about this song. Okay, 
so back in high school, I had to take gym, and there was a option to after like your freshman year is you could take other offerings like weightlifting or yoga or um, a dance class. We had that and too. And I was like, and I was like, I'm going to be in the theater. Spoiler alert. Um, I wasn't, <laughs> but I took the dance class because I was like, this will be helpful down the line. First of all, the dance class did not agree with me. Um, <laughs> like on my mid, like my midway report, like progress report, um, like she wrote something like, "It is very obvious Karina is trying very hard." Like, <laughs> I was Aww, not good at dance, God. but one of the dances that she taught was to this song. Like we all spent a long time learning a very like arm swingy dance to this song so i have like flashbacks whenever i hear this song i can only think of my high school dance class and like could you do it throwing now? our bodies around could i absolutely not all i know is it Damn. involves swinging your arms a lot so will does this whole grand the gesture song's fine. the song's <laughs> fine um i feel like again like not to, like who else could do this but with like more charisma anybody I mean, else so many, yeah right i feel like Darren when will It'd be better. Like, Will Schuster came back in the last episode, I guess, and something about the whole character was just different. Like... Yeah. Not that I was, like... Not that any of us were super in love with him as 30-year-olds. I know you're younger than us, Otto, but, like, watching this now... I hate him. Like, even, like, the first few seasons, none of us were like, oh, this is the knight in shining armor, but, like, he comes back from this, like, break or whatever, and we're all like, yeah, something ain't working here. Um... Politics and changes a man. <laughs> yeah, it's true. DC's changed him. Um, He's been in the rat race or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, he does this thing. It's fine. And he's like, scram, kids. Uh, gotta have my moment with, with my lady. Um, I did think that was funny when he was like, "That was funny. you guys can leave You have now. to leave. It. Also, Ryder with the single egg shaker in the background, and it matched his jacket. I'm pretty sure. Nice. We, uh, he's going. It's the props. Someone has to have props, and it he was, was Ryder killing it. Yes. Only good thing Ryder's done all season. Only yep. good thing maybe he'll ever do. <sighs> um, yeah. And so then, Emma and Will have this moment where they're like, "Hey, what happened? If you were to write yourself a pamphlet, what would you write yourself?" And honestly, I, I thought this moment was pretty well done. Um, yeah. Also, she's wearing a fantastic coat, which has nothing to do with the scene but good good style from from emma here good coat. was it the Fuck. red one no it's like uh two shades of green and it has like mm-hmm. a comically large tie bow for some reason yeah. like it I, doesn't look practical for an ohio winter but i love that they reuse co- this is something i genuinely really adore about glee that they reuse costume pieces like mm-hmm. often yeah. like and uh i think emma's like dramatic morning costume the like green thing i think that that's something we've seen her wear before yes Um, i think she might have been wearing it in the fix you scene yes yeah that's really he really said (laughs) fix me to that poor woman yeah yeah and it didn't fix her it didn't how about that spoiler alert here we are it didn't work um and so the the um the pamphlet she she would write for herself is so you're freaking out because the man you're about to marry parades back into town and you don't know him anymore. Ouch, okay. but also fair. Yeah. It might just be because I'm a lesbian, but one, he wasn't gone that long. 
like three months yeah that's nothing like my i have i have two partners one i have never met in person we've been together seven and a half years the other one i get to see every couple of months because they live in new york and i live down here in philly like this is a coward like y'all just need to practice your communication <laughs> skills like yeah. have really problems. facetime it's Skype. not that they lived apart for three months it's that they did lived apart for three months poorly right yeah i have no sympathy for either of them and usually i'm like team emma but like at this point how long y'all. were they together like i just don't remember when did they finally like get together for real for real um mid season two okay yeah so it's been a substantial amount of time yeah like three months apart should not destroy your relationship at that part point right if it does the relationship deserves to be destroyed yeah there's bigger problems happening (laughs) yes um yeah but they're children these are adults exactly barely um and so what they decide to do now is uh, start from scratch, uh, maybe with a movie, get to know Let's each other again. Timmy, little handhold, hooray! Yeah, uh, eh. That that part, yeah. yeah. That. Like I can't bring myself to care about them. Right? No, there's a lot of people we just don't care about this episode. Um, That's the problem with Bleed in season four. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people you don't care about. Um. And then we get Santana and Rachel. Santana's listing a bunch of shitty things about New York, but somehow has found her people. Okay. Um, Brody is back. He's in the shower, conveniently enough. Um, as always, we know Brody loves the shower. Um, yes. Hey, girl, now that we're alone, let's talk about that pregnancy test. Yes, this is the first time they say it, like, out loud. I guess they say in the recap that Rachel thinks she might be pregnant, but... And, like, that's really all we get on that, because, like, they fight a little bit about it, and Santana's like, come on, girl, I'm your friend. Not a very good friend. But then breaks down into Santana's arms crying, and Santana's like, oh, shit. Um, Uh Uh-oh. This is real. More emotions than I anticipated. Right, like, on a dime switch. Yeah. Well, I'd imagine it would be stressful. Right. If you were in Rachel's shoes. Right. Oh, no, I'm not discounting that at all, but, like... I don't know, something about it was just like, and here we are. It wasn't earned. No, they've given this plot nothing. Right. A like, half shot at the end of last episode, and then this. Devote the Brody time to this instead. Right? And, like, I'm, try- I'm like trying to skim through my notes. I feel like that's it that we see on this episode it with is that. 100% it, all we see. <sighs> anyway, yeah. McKinley has a pottery studio now. Yeah, we don't get to focus on Rachel's pregnancy scare because we have to do a ghost. Instead, it's, it's so bad. I, uh, I think as a society we can stop referencing ghosts. I, I think we've done it enough. I second that motion. Like, Sue Sylvester voice. I'm bored. Yes. yes. I, as soon as I saw them in a pottery studio, I'm like, oh no, it's time for the ghost reference, and I don't care. The, like, kind of tying a couple things together. Like, if one, if we cared about Marley, um, mm-hmm. more. Two. If this were earned, I could... Which it never is. It never is. I could see this really hitting better, this whole thing, because, like, Marley has this kind of outer body experience um, while I... Kermit the Frog is singing something, and... It's Carmody <laughs> in this one, right? I didn't get it as much, but I just... I Now when I reference him, I, I just call him Kermit. Um, which is... This I'm is sorry. I'm sure. sorry to Kermit. But yeah, so I feel like it would have worked a lot 
better if like it was earned and uh, we cared about like Marley and these relationships. But she's having this out of body experience where like she's ghosting with Jacob, but sees herself with Ryder. There's a lot of kissing and like nosing meets nosing. Um, lots and lots of noses on like yeah. There was also zero sexual energy in this song, which like bummer. <laughs> if if that's your goal, the this is a take that I definitely picked up from somewhere else. Um, I think possibly the Mike the Snare video on Glee. Um, mm. Hilarious video, very good video, very good jokes about Cordover Street's name. Um, yes. Why are all of their move, favorite movies old movies? Like, yeah. I was maybe four years younger than the characters at the time. I had seen none of these movies. Except for Mulan Rouge, and that doesn't count because it was after the fact. Right. And even Mulan Rouge, I mean, I guess Mulan Rouge could count for them, but, like, I don't know, the number of movies that came out in the past, like, six years. So many musical movies, like... Right. They did like, not, not one Phantom of the Opera movie reference. Not one Pitch Perfect. Like, yeah, I know. Pitch Perfect was out I, by now. It was out by now, but I feel like there's an... Uh, like, maybe it's just because of our show and our feelings on Pitch Perfect, but I just feel like, no, they couldn't do that. That would violate the turf war. Right. <laughs> they did get... Sky- Skylar Aston is in Glee in, like, season right. five. So they right. did poach him a little bit. The thing is, like, this whole episode wasn't even about, like, musicals. It was about just songs in movies and yes. a lot of movies have songs in them as it turns That's, out yeah a lot of uh, movies even newer ones have soundtracks at least yeah uh, like not one yeah, 500 days one... of summer you're making my dreams come true sequence um oh, yeah yeah i have saying i am forgetting every movie i've ever seen in my life right now right right but i'm sure they've had soundtracks <laughs> they must have music I'm most like... movies have music yeah it's just uh it's just part of the thing. It's Aristotelian in its way. I learned that in theater school. Um anyway, Marley's like, I can't do this. I kissed another or another man kissed me and I let him. I'm sorry. And, yep, and yep. then Jake just gets gets sad, sad. and leaves, which is a very fair response, frankly. He leaves with m- m- clay still all over yes. his hands. Bad, yeah, same bad. Note. very messy. Yeah, same note. Well, I appreciate though that like as he's leaving and marley's like processing this she is like shaking the clay off her hands like i at least like at least they acknowledged it one half point like they're all so boring like at least kitty is funny yes, yes. at least yes. she makes me feel she's an a problem emotion. but at least she's funny yes right um also i appreciate that once again like they have jake be upset but not have him like go into another into any sort of rage like yeah, it's I anger think... but it's not like yeah because when we first meet him and he's like throwing over um, music stands or whatever, you think like, oh, he's going to be an angry boy, and he's he. They haven't been leaning into that too much, which I appreciate. Right. I like his actor too. Like, mm-hmm. I like his actor. I think his actor is talented. Too bad I don't care about this character. Also named Jacob. Um, Everyone wins the competition. Yeah. The next note I have. Yep. The winner is everyone. Yay, Glee. Blaine going, why do you always do this, really got me. <laughs> yes. Yet but another was... beautiful line reading. For me, it was uh, Sugar being, like, especially mad, as if she had the most <laughs> writing on this. She's like, I had a whole solo. I learned how to sing for this song. Right? Uh, and if I may, Karina, Artie's sweater watch. Yes. Um, Artie's That's a wearing... lesbian sweater. 
<laughs> I believe it. It is. And Artie is wearing a black sweater. It's a sweater vest, correct? A black sweater yes, vest. it's a vest. With all of the astrological signs uh, stitched into them. It is pretty iconic. I don't know where he got that or why he decided today was the day to wear it, but I'm proud of him for doing so. It, it is a, that's a lesbian sweater. You're absolutely right. I am sure that there is someone out there who has either found where his sweaters are from or like made patterns and like I wish someone's rocking that sweater knit out in the or world. do crochet or anything. Someone if who you... does yarn crafts make this sweater. My yes, right in. You'll pay her too. And then Artie's like, "But you can all star in my film." And everyone's like, "Oh, great! We're now we're happy again." Movie. Yeah. Yay! He does do good ones. I liked, I liked his Christmas film. I think Artie yes. is talented. Yeah. Like he's a good little director guy. <laughs> yeah. He, is. he found his calling. And meanwhile, Finn is like, "Hey, Will, sidebar in the hallway." He's like, "How did it go with Emma?" And he's like, "Oh, well, we're uh." We're trying, we're trying our best, and Finn's like, did she say anything about me? And Will's like, no, why? And Finn's like, well, because I uh, maybe kind of sort of kissed her. Here's the important thing you need to know about this scene, is that Finn, when explaining why he did it, saying like she was just <laughs> freaking out and going all ACDC, and so I kissed her to calm her down, and like, Finn, I sir. Wild. I... I love Finn because, like, he is so clearly trying all the time. And, like, also, that's, I think that the thing where he calls Sue's baby the arsler was so deeply out of character because, very specifically, Bert asks him, that girl you go to school with, Becky, you ever call Mm -hmm. her the R word? And Mm -hmm. Finn says no. And Finn has grown. And then... He does stuff like this, where he's like, try, he's like the, he, he, he's a little confused, but he's got the spirit. And I, yes, like, Finn is trying so hard at all times. And I love him for that. He really is. Right, and I think, like, I I agree with you. I love that Finn, where, like, um, like, the whole, like, grilled cheeses kind of, like, conceit. Yeah. Yes. Like, he's kind of a himbo but he's like genuine like he's genuine it's not like he's got heart he's got he's got heart um he's, yeah. he does like also he deserves and, better than rachel <laughs> oh my god of course yes that's true um yeah i mean like if we will we not get it right if we could have had like a grown quinn like if if we had the situation where like finn and quinn were like 25 and had found each other again now that they're grown adults like that could have been something um, I'm gonna cry. I know, same. I just like, oh man, now I'm sad. Um, yeah. But we don't get any of that here because this is Glee. Hashtag when it's yeah, convenient. Also, Will being like pissed at Finn. I I get it, but I what it. I think Finn was like, you know, I deserve to be punched or whatever he says. Yes. Like not by Will though. Maybe by mm-hmm. Emma for kissing her mm-hmm. without her consent while she was about to have a breakdown. Right. Like, buddy, I get you only see things through the movies, but that doesn't work in real life unless you have like prior prior consent. Because like sometimes that does help. But like, it is not Will's place to be punching Finn about this. It is Emma's. No. Like Val- Will does not yeah, own but... Emma. Yeah. Also, like the power dynamic again is weird because I'm like. 
Will, you were a 30-something-year-old man, and Finn is ostensibly 19 and doesn't <laughs> yeah. have good sense. Some, so. Sometimes you're 19 and you do dumb stuff. Right. Yeah. Is that, and is the, well, I'm guessing that's not all we get of this, like, plot. I honestly don't remember. I probably not, but maybe, to be all honest. Right. Well, we'll, we'll find see out. We'll next episode. Really. <laughs> we'll find out if uh, Emma does, in fact, punch Finn in the face. Um, that but, one I know does not happen. Bummer. Um, oh, oh, I did like the part where he asks her, this is a couple scenes back, but where he asks her if she could write a pamphlet for herself, what she would write. I yes. thought that was really sweet. Will Schuster gets one point. Yes, <laughs> like, one point. Emma on her level there. Yeah. And it's almost like, like two... Like, to tie all that together, it's almost like if we were rearranging like plot lines and whose character had what, for lack of a better term, issues or whatever, um, I could see that being a line Finn says to someone. Yeah! Because that feels yeah. like it would be in character for the Finn that is like going through an on-again, off-again relationship with someone um, and knows how to like take the cue, step back, and go, okay, well, like, how would you help someone else? Like, that could... Yeah. Hmm. Like, that's yeah. not something Will is smart enough to say. But it exactly. is something that Finn is dumb enough to say. In a good and way. Yes. And, yeah, and that Finn is, like, empathetic enough to say. Yeah. Um, man. Turn, who knew we loved Finn so much? Um, he, has his t- he has his times. He has his times. Yeah. Um, what a leader. So we end with Footloose. <laughs> yeah. Out of, out of nowhere. Truly. And for no good reason. It's is this, because it's singing. a song from a movie, like you said, Karina. Is this Artie's short film? That or was wondering just... that. Or is this like is this what he's what he was working on? In which case, this isn't a film. This is a music video. Um, <laughs> yes. And also, he's in it, which is weird. If he is yeah. also directing it, or is this just them singing a song for funsies to sell on iTunes? <laughs> I. I liked this. Also, this was a thing that, much like you can't hear the jukebox song without thinking of mm-hmm. uh, dance, I can't hear this without thinking of synchronized swimming, um, because it was one of the songs that we did, Yeah. Um, and it haunts me. I couldn't watch Footloose for, like, years. This is like, oh, I have also <laughs> seen Footloose. That's, Footloose is, I think, the one movie that I'd seen before I saw this episode mm-hmm. the first time. I love that it was led by Sam, like... Yes. What a perfect vehicle Sam for Sam. Sam would be. Yeah. Sam has Kevin Bacon energy. Sam is the Ren McCormack of this of this crew. Um, also, speaking of Kevin Bacon energy, never forget uh, that one time mm-hmm. Karina and I were playing a Nintendo Wii game um, that had to do with, <laughs> I think it was Mario Party, and it had to do with dancing. That's right. And Karina was like, well, of course mm-hmm. we're going to lose to Ian. He's the, he's the Kevin Bacon of our group. Oh. And um, That's so, true. And so my, my Twitter step- bio for a long time was the Kevin Bacon of Nintendo. Amazing. Now you have to start Maybe selling electric vehicles, which is what Kevin Bacon is currently doing. I love that, though. In- I love that for him. him. He's doing that, and, like, John Hamm is, like, dating Flo from Progressive, but in the ads. I watch a lot of YouTube. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love that for Very him weird too. things are happening. It's so weird, but I love it. This is my kind of unhinged. <laughs> Like, John Cena is working for Experian. I don't know what's happening. John Cena's, like, all over Nickelodeon. I love him. This also has Gap Ad energy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, two for two I did like Artie doing the... I liked the shot of Artie doing the foot choreography with his hands. hands. Like, once again, 
having him participate in a way that works for him. That's great. Yeah. I want to know how they got him on the catwalk. How they? It looks like he was maybe behind it. Like I think they were all popping up from behind the steps. And no, so no, the catwalk. Like, the, yeah, oh, the catwalk. Like... Oh, yeah, no. How did they do that? That's not That's not feasible. <laughs> I loved the catwalk parts, though. I thought they were really cute. Yes. Like, that was cool. Darren that was, very was really doing his Darren-est yes. up there. Um, they felt fun and unscripted. Um, exactly. And everyone was having a good time. But still, like, in character. I don't believe because... we needed this number, but... But it was a fun one. It was a fun way to end the episode. And, um, like, I like that Ryder and uh, Jake were there, but, like, Jake was kind of, like, stoic at points, but then he would break out into a little dance, and meanwhile, Ryder's yes. just an idiot, like, dancing away. Um, I wrote reuse of costume, my beloved, on that, and I, I don't remember what they were wearing. Uh, They're just wearing all black. Black and jeans. And, yeah, black shirt and jeans. And converse. Yeah, so maybe it's from Greece? Probably. That's true. Every I time like I wear jeans and red and, um, like my I, I my number one shoe is like a black high top Converse. Um, I'm like wow, just like Glee. Um, and one time just I was like... in Target wearing that, and someone thought I worked in the Target, and that's how I realized that the Glee outfits are also the Target uniform. That's true. We love this. Target I love this. Core. Target core. Hashtag Target core. Uh, and that's the episode. They finish with a they finish with, with a pretty good cover of Footloose. Um, everyone's they seem like they're having fun. Good for them. Yes. Um. I I was watching this note is like I I've been binging Once Upon a Time and the episode of Once Upon a Time that I watched like immediately after this also had a guy's best friend is crushing on his wife slash girlfriend and plans for him so that because he doesn't know how to make his wife slash girlfriend happy like mm. huh. it was very weird that those both had that plot line right at yeah. straight people. nice right. <laughs> yeah um well let's talk about some music uh you have to permanently own one song from this episode we have a, quite a few this time we have one two three four five six seven eight songs jeez wow. it did feel like eight songs yeah that's so one song every five minutes yeah nah. and it felt like it sometimes um your choices are you're all the world to me which frankly i had already forgotten was how the same started same um, <laughs> shout uh come what may mashup of danger zone and old time rock and roll a uh, technically a mashup of diamonds are a girl's best friend and material girl but mm. uh <laughs> in your eyes unchained melody and footloose What's Unchained Melody again? The ghost song. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Otto, as our guest, you uh, you are the first to choose. So I have um, a playlist called uh, Glee songs that are as good as or better than the originals. And uh, at least two songs from this are on there. And it's Come What May okay. and Shout. And I think that the um, Danger Zone one is also on there. Um, yeah. uh, but because I'm a baby, an emotional baby, uh, obviously we have to go with Come Ome. Uh, That's also very, the, the tagline of that, uh, playlist is, uh, or a different playlist, but I have a playlist that's, uh, taglined, regrettably a show tunes playlist, uh, yep. in reference to y'all's tagline. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah! Um. It is regrettable, but that's life. <laughs> yep. Ian? 
Um, I think I would go with the Danger Zone um, uh, old-time rock and roll mashup because as much as I love yeah. Shout, I want to watch Shout. I want to listen to Danger Zone mm. uh, mashup. Uh, not to be exactly the same as you, Ian, but yes. Uh, I would rather... I, shout out to Shout. Huh. Yeah. Um, but as it is often the case when it comes down to two that I really like, uh, you can't get the mashup anywhere else. This is a... Mm, yeah. And it's good. Absolutely. The Sam and Blaine combo. We love to see it. So, yeah, 10 out of 10. Awesome. Now, on to our uh, second piece of the not-so-quiz quiz, quiz um, which, Otto, you're aware of our work, which, thank you for that. Yes. Is there a song, artist, musical entity, musical, what have you, um, that you think Glee could have done a great job with if they had gotten their hands on it? Yes. I have, I have, some, I have some takes. Um, so one, I think they should have done one day more because both the magicians and once upon a time do one day more. And it is wild that Glee did not. Um, yeah, it is. uh, also I think that more Disney would have been cute just because like, you know, as, as a Darren Chris mm-hmm. Stan, that is something he is known to do to just like be the guy with the guitar, except for instead of playing Wonderwall, he plays Disney songs. Um, that's awesome. And then finally, uh, as as a Star Kid stan also, um, I think that it would have been wild for them to do Star Kid. Zach did mention um, that Joy, Joey Richter and Tessa Netting yeah. um, were both. Also, Kurt Mega, who plays, he's the uh, he sings the lead in Uptown Girl. He's oh. also a Star Kid now, and he and Tessa That's actually so did a cover, cover like a parody cover of a Glee song called Iwa and it was uh the original song is I want to be a starship ranger and they changed it to I want to be a star kid actor and like they've Tessa's also been in other stuff with a star kid adjacent theater company that Joey Richter runs um that's so it's all connected yeah yeah um and so I have uh some that I think would actually make sense for Glee to do and then some that I think would just be funny um so the ones that it would make sense is not alone uh, which, like, there's so many places that that could fit. Um, yeah. Coolest Girl, which is a Hermione solo that I could 100% see Marley or uh, Rachel doing. Yeah. Um, Cup of Roasted Coffee, which is from uh, the guy who didn't like musicals, I think would have been very funny for that hot second that Kurt was li- working at the Lima Bean. Mm. Baristas. Like, yeah. Um, and then Days of Summer. Like, that would have been a great, like, yeah. end of season thing. And the ones that I think it would be very funny for them to do is uh, Work to Do, the one that, like, got me. Yes, right. Um, yep. Truly a travesty that they didn't do that. Um, and then 101 Nights, the pop version, which when they did their 10-year uh, reunion, Carlos Valdez, who was on The Flash, um, oh. did it. Really um, and it sounds really good. But, yeah, I think that, it's like, if they did the, the pop Flash. version, it... <laughs> um and then awesome. also there's a song uh from their like online series uh nightmare time called virginity rocks amazing song it slaps so hard i think it would have been so funny if they did it nice. um obviously they couldn't have because it came out last year but it, that's my yeah. um star kid songs for glee hot takes cool amazing now <laughs> Part two of the part two. 
Is there a song, musical, artist, entity, musical, whatever, whatever you you can think of that your happy glee could not or did not touch? Any Dave Malloy. Yeah. I love him. I am so glad that Glee did not get their hands on it. One, I don't think any of those songs would have made any sense. Right. And like, and but you also know, like, Rachel Berry would have been doing Sonia alone, and it would have been insufferable. Okay, I do think that Kurt doing Star Child could work. That's it. Sure. Sure. (laughs) But yeah, no, no Dave Malloy allowed. He was too good for them. Awesome. So Otto, thank you so much. It is so cool yeah. to have you on this show. It was um, so much fun. After all of your, uh, all of our uh, virtual uh, correspondence. Yes. Um, so <laughs> is there anything you would like to plug? Any place that you would like people to find you on the internet? Yeah. Um, I'm Otto Zeman, O-T-T-O-Z-E-M-A-N, on Instagram. Uh, and lettering by Otto is where I post my lettering when I actually post it. Um, which Glee Aggressive Art will probably end up being on there more. Um, and then I also Ooh. run a uh, neurodivergent and chronically ill-focused uh, tidying company, um, which is Neurodiversitidy. It's linked in my Instagram bio, but I also have a TikTok um, and an Instagram for that. Uh, yeah, those are the only social medias I even I ever use. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Uh, where can people find you, Karina? You can find me on the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, and that is Epic Adventure of. And you can find me at Ibroski on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, uh, enjbrodsky.com. Um, check out that site for my upcoming gigs and things. I think when this episode drops, I will have one this coming weekend uh, with Julie's brothers. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so come check Got us out at Don't Tell Mama. Book. And then, uh, exactly. And then check me out the following weekend at Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, with my band. The show is at Glee Aggressive, gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Hashtag Glee Aggressive. Make sure you like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. Um, tip the show if you want. Um, let us know what you want to see on our uh, our Patreon that we're threatening. Um, Karina, what should they write <laughs> in threat. about this week? Um, You can write in and uh, let us know any song that has ever existed in a movie because I have none. <laughs> songs movies what are they tell me please yeah please uh sew it together for us explain what a soundtrack is right. um Otto, it was a, such a pleasure you are welcome back anytime to continue Amazing. to discuss as glee only gets worse from here or better Let's depending go. on your feelings um and thank all of you for joining us uh you can join us next time when we discuss season four episode 16 called feud which i just looked ahead and have some thoughts on so uh oh. That's going to be a time, Ian. Um, <laughs> that's going to be an experience. So, with that in mind, uh, did this episode of Glee make you want to move on to that next one? So, here's the thing like, <laughs> oh? Well, we just recorded our, our, epi- our last episode like three hours ago. Yes. If you listened to the last episode, you know that already. And that episode did not make me want to watch this episode. This episode, it doesn't not make me want to watch the next episode. I'm not compelled to watch it, but it's not a hard no. Okay, you know what? I think that's called progress. <laughs> sure. Glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive. Glee, glee, aggressive.